Hey friends, so another thing that sort of becomes um, a constant in midlife is the way that we handle conflict, the way that we argue, especially with the people that we love the most in our lives. Now, none of us really like to do that. We don't like to have consistent conflict, but it's just par for the course. And then those little things that happen over and over create sort of like this etching in our brain and then Every time something triggers that, we already have the answer for it. We already know what's going to happen every single time. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to Badass Midlife, a podcast for women in midlife where we talk about past hangups, regrets, guilt, and how the ups and downs have made us into the resilient women we are today. We talk about what to let go of, how to move on, and how to do your midlife like a badass. Enjoy the show. So friends, we are all a work in progress. And for the most part, generally, we really all want to do better when we're called out by someone that we love. And we really love them. We want to do a better job. We want to figure out how we can keep this from happening again. We just don't want to fall into the same patterns. But so many times with any relationship, especially someone really close to you, you literally find yourself having the same type of argument, no matter what the subject is, every single time. And it's almost as if you can project and play the whole thing out, right? Especially if you if it's somebody you've been married to or somebody in your life that's been in your life for a long time you can literally predict what's going to happen and how that is going to play out and the reason is is that we develop these conflict patterns and as a couple or any two people in a relationship those patterns are really revealing And they can actually tell you a lot about your future if you don't get a hold of what it is that's happening. Because in these patterns, there isn't always resolution. There almost isn't resolution. What ends up happening is they are repeated. They're then unresolved. And then these little unprocessed disconnects will just fester over time and cause really bad permanent damage so every relationship that we have has very um, unique characteristics you know but every argument is the same way every conflict that you have if you remember and now pay attention going forward certain people in the relationship will use the same words the same phrases the same voice like you know it's coming right you know that when that voice comes that there's about to be a fight. The same facial expression, the, the just the time of day, or there's just some kind of trigger and you just know. It's like you're waiting for the ax to fall. These things can be like super short, little uh, bursts of conflict, five minutes long, or they can just go on for hours. Sometimes it's overnight. And usually it's the same person in the relationship that is the apologizer, right? The one that is just like, I'm done. Let's be done. So when you do that and you say that you're going to be done, 
you have just actually put an ending to something that hasn't been resolved and you know that but then you've made a decision by that point to not want to fight anymore so it's like a very honest self-protective mechanism that you think you're doing the right thing because you just want to be the one that ends the fight well when you think back to all of the little conflicts that happen there's always something similar that goes on and the reason you you can almost guarantee that it's going to happen again is because you never really resolved it in the first place you just decided to let it fade out let time heal all wounds uh, let them cool off let her cool off whatever you decided to do but there's just some really uh, simple little things that you can do to kind of check yourself to see if you are doing these things in your conflicts that can be contributing to it. Now, uh, I, I don't know if you know this, I'm writing a book called Badass Midlife, <laughs> appropriately named. In this book, we talk a lot about ownership of the bullshit, right? You have to be willing to own it. You can't look at anything except owning it because until you can take responsibility for something, it's not gonna be resolved with you or with anyone else, right? So one of the first things that I always wanna ask somebody when there is a conflict is, were you fair? As in, did you listen? Did you actually listen to what the, um, the little igniter of the fight was, right? Did you listen to what caused that? Or did you forget because you just had this knee-jerk response of something that always happens whenever a fight starts, right? And then instantly you're rolling your eyes and you are just getting ready to plan uh, your response and you're going to remember the last time this happened and you're probably going to bring that up. But guess what? You didn't really listen because you have in your mind, like I said in the beginning, you've already made up your mind how it's going to go. So when you are not listening, that means you're not seeing that other point of view. And then the other person doesn't want to see yours either because they don't care. You are not listening. They bring this issue up. You're already um, thinking that you know what it is. You're going to interrupt and the listening part is just gonna go away and they're gonna feel unsupported, unheard, unlistened to, and the issue's gonna what? Turn into a fight, same thing's gonna happen. One's gonna go this way, one's gonna go that way. Eventually somebody apologizes, boom. And all because someone didn't listen. Now, obviously you both have to listen, but when something is triggered and you feel that it's an argument that's about to start, always say to yourself, I'm going to listen before I have this response because every time we have a fight and it starts at this time of day and I can kind of feel it coming, I, I don't want the same thing to happen. So I want to make sure that I'm listening because you'll find the pattern and then maybe it will change the conversation if you would just listen. So one thing, ask yourself, just when it's about to get going, right? Am I listening? Am I in a good place where I can hear what's being said? Or am I just instantly defensive? So 
Number one, try to listen. Another issue about, um, another problem with continuing conflict and repeating conflict, ask yourself, should I have said something about this sooner? Let's say you have an issue and you just avoid bringing it up because who doesn't want a household of peace, right? You just want peace and you just hold it in or you're just like, whatever, maybe I'm too sensitive about it. Um, I don't want to fight about it. I'll get over it. Let me just do it, right? You are avoiding the conflict, which who could blame you? Who could blame anyone for avoiding conflict? But a lot of times we don't say anything and then we just are like a little volcano. And then we just blurt shit out in a really painful, hurtful way. And we think to ourselves like, Maybe just not talking about it and avoiding it. I'm bubbling on the inside right now, but I think it's better. I think it's less stressful if I just don't say anything at all. But that doesn't work because then things start to get more bubbled up. You start to get tense. You will resent the fact that you didn't bring it up. You'll actually resent the other person because you decided not to talk about it. And then that just causes more stress on both sides. And then the result of that is usually the fight is going to get bigger. So definitely do not avoid talking about something for fear of conflict. Are you being defensive? Ask yourself that. Like when you are in the heat of a, um, a conflict situation, are you being defensive? Are you literally Again, not listening and just preparing your (laughs) rebuttal. Because preparing your rebuttal means you are using your mind for your statement. And you are not listening. So ask yourself, am I being defensive about what's being said? And is that contributing to this issue? Am I making it bigger because I'm just deciding that for some reason I have to put this armor on and start like blabbing about how I need to defend myself? But that's not going to create or foster a good conversation because you're not even on topic anymore. Someone's going to bring you an issue and instead of saying, oh, I didn't realize that you felt that way. You're going to be like, I did that? I didn't do that. What about you? Oh, I don't do this, but you don't do that. And we're not going to talk about that. The whole flipping of the script, being defensive. And what was the first issue? We don't even remember sometimes. Because now the fight turned into, it was about a lot of different things and we flipped it. We're defensive and then we flip it and then we're so far away from the initial thing. I hate to say it, but this still goes back to listening. It's literally the key. But identifying too what it is that you're doing, right? What is it that you're doing? Are you hearing it? Because it's fine to listen, but are you hearing it? Are you too busy worried about your uh, defense, your defense to the issue? Another type of conflict, do you want to solve this? Do you want to solve it? Or 
do you want to just be right? Is it important for you to be right? In other words, is your mind made up before you even get deeply into this? And again, this comes from having the same pattern of argument over and over that we don't resolve. And then as soon as something is triggered, we have already that we're making our mind up about what's going to happen. And we just want to, again, jam the point home because we want to be right. And maybe we're going to bring up that other argument and we're going to say, see this, we're going to have our whole thing playing out, our whole case played out. But are we wanting to solve it or are we wanting to be right? And when you love somebody or when you're in a relationship, it could be a friend, it could be a partner, it doesn't matter. It could be a kid, one of your kids. If you want to solve it, then that means there's engagement, there's interaction, there's back and forth, there's conversation. But if your mind is made up, just boom, from the get-go, that's not going to be resolved. Because once again, you have put up a little wall around yourself so that the real story cannot get in. You cannot think of a new way to solve it because you went right back into that groove from the last time this happened. And you're going to use the same technique. You're going to say the same thing. You're going to storm off. You're going to have the same tone. You're going to drag the kitchen sink into it. Like this is a pattern and you just are so sure that it's going to be like that. And guess what? It will continue to be like that until you recognize both people that that's what you're doing. So you have to decide, like, do I want to actually solve this thing that we continue to argue about or this type of conflict that we continue to have? Do I want to solve it? Or do I just want to be right and it's so important for me to be right that we're never going to get to the bottom of it? So ask yourself that question too as well. And then this, one of my favorites, are you generalizing? Again, some people just blow stuff out of proportion and then make these giant generalizations saying things like you always or you never or every single time I try to you never want to do what I want to do you don't respect blah 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 like there's always this gigantic generalization and those things are hurtful because no one wants to be the subject of one of those statements you hear you always, I, when I hear that, I'm just like, I mean, honestly, always? That's, a, that's every single time is what you're saying. That's not true. Of course, that's not true. Nothing is always. There's these, there's just this pattern of a person just wanting to just, in order to make their case, they're going to generalize and they're going to build this giant, um, bucket of uh, generalizations and they're going to bring it to you and say, here's my proof. You do this, you do this, you do this. You always do that. Of course, it's like a few things. It's not always, but they are empowered by being able to say it. And you, as the person who could be the one generalizing, ask yourself, are you generalizing? Are you saying, I already know what you're going to do because you always do this 
or you never ever ask if I want to let it, whatever the thing is. You cannot generalize every conversation, every um, conflict, every source of a problem is unique. It's unique to the day. It's unique to the time of your life that you're in. It's unique to that moment. So you cannot generalize. And so ask yourself that when you are maybe the one that is the instigator. Are you generalizing again? Can you be fair enough to say, okay, this is similar to what happened last time, but it's not exactly like what happened last time. So I'm going to listen. I'm not going to bring any pretenses to this. And I'm not going to generalize. I'm going to treat it as the unique and individual situation that it is. So make sure you're not generalizing. And character attacks, these are, ugh, hate this one, but people do it. Um, I cannot do this. I don't know how uh, people make these character attacks and and over something small, right? Somebody leaves a, a mess or dishes in the sink and it's just like, bam, all of a sudden they're inconsiderate. They're lazy, right? They You pin this label on them and it's like, wow, that was heavy. And sometimes as women, like when we get that, when we get a label, like that hurts. But just imagine how it hurts you. It hurts someone else. So don't have the instinct to put a label on somebody basically branding them you know taking an assault on their character just because there was a thing maybe you've been called needy maybe you think they're needy whatever it is it doesn't really matter what you interpret that as to label somebody and give and attack their character in a way with a giant word like that is not something that will be forgotten. I guarantee it. Those are the kind of things that people just burn in their brain and they're like, you always have thought that I'm lazy. And all you would have had to do is say it one time. And that's a ding to your relationship. Because you've said a thing that's a lot. Like it's a lot to say these big words. And a lot of times people just, you know, they just blurt them out like as if it's nothing. But it's not nothing. These are, these are gigantic words that have a huge impact. And the, re, the, the urge to do that needs to try to be controlled. You have to find another way to have the conversation without attacking someone's character. It doesn't matter if their character is worthy of attack. They're, that's not solution mode there. That's you just whizzing an arrow in their direction and hoping that it hurts them. Don't do that. That's not going to resolve your conflict. All you've done now is permanently put something in their mind that they will never forget. They have become that word. And trust me, if you get enough of this, if you get enough character attacks, whether they're subtle or whether they're literal, you will take them with you. Your kids will take them with you for the rest of their lives. When you hear things, when you have been told things about yourself, think about that. What were you told often? What did people say about you or to you consistently enough that then you brought it into your life and it impacted how you did things? Well, when you do that in a relationship, whether it's with a sibling, 
a, a partner, a child of yours, your mom, whatever it is, whenever you bring that into the relationship and you bring that forward, you're it's impacting everything you do from that point. So delicate, be very, very delicate. The character attacks are painful. They're painful and they're done on purpose to hurt. You're not doing anything about solving the problem. And the minute you go there, you're proving that you're not trying to work on the problem. You are trying to hurt someone. So ask yourself, am I attacking their character and am I doing it just because I want to hurt them? Because that might be what you're doing. And blaming. Blaming anyone and everyone but you. Are you in a conflict and it's just not your fault? Not one bit of it. Nothing you did contributed to this fight that you're having. Well, that's not true. And in the book I mentioned, I'm very, very big on ownership of the issue. Because you can try to throw things in the other court and make it as if they're the other person's issue, that's none of your damn business what happens on the other side. You have to worry about you. What are you doing that contributed to this? What did you do that created this feeling, this anger, this conflict? What did you do? You have to own 100% of your 50%. And don't worry about their 50%. Because if you're both mature people, then that work is being done on the other side by them. You can't fix that. You can only fix you, how you feel, how you treat the person, how you're going to let it impact you. To say you're lazy, to say you never listen, to say you always, you never, that's, again, that's just bouncing it all the way into their court and you're expecting them to do something about that that's not your business you have to fix your side what did you do to contribute to that what lie did you tell yourself what justification did you give yourself what did you need to say or call it to make it okay for you to do what you did right so blaming anyone and everyone and not owning your part make sure that when you're in these conflicts are you doing that check that out make sure you're checking because it's super super common everyone does it it's it's just such a natural instinct we want to protect ourselves we don't want it to be about us and especially if it's something that didn't turn out exactly the way we wanted and we'd like to blame it on a whole bunch of other circumstances who wants to blame? Who wants to take the blame? Nobody. But you know what? It feels really, really good. Not at first, but once you start to get in the pattern of saying, okay, this much of it is my actual fault. I always do this thing. And I, every time we have an argument, this is what I consistently do. And I need to stop doing that because it's making it worse. And then when you recognize the little things that you're doing to contribute to it, you might be able to avoid the conflict altogether because it could just be the way that that interaction is happening. So 
don't get into the habit of blaming anyone and everyone. So the most, I guess the most important thing is just recognize that every single relationship in your life, the people that you love the most, they're gonna, you're gonna have conflict. And even in the relationships where it's your partner and you are as compatible as compatible can be, there's gonna be disagreements. Of course they, there are, right? People then just make up and, and move on, right? But if the disagreements are, are really critical things and you don't resolve them, you will create things that sometimes are unsolvable as time goes on. I know that's dramatic, but it depends. If they're really crucial things and you don't really do anything to solve them, you're just c- kicking the can down the road. You can't do that some situations will actually become so damaging and irreparable over time if you don't solve it in the moment or try to do everything you can to actually identify in the moment what it is that's going on. But if you can have really uh, committed courage, right, to face the things, to ask yourself those questions, process it, understand each other, And then use each previous conflict to understand how to do better the next time something comes up. To make sure you're not going into those same patterns. And then as you learn and get better, then you can just keep practicing those new skills. You'll be a lot more likely to have that success in relationships if you are just willing to be that brave brave person avoid having the judgments avoid being defensive avoid blame because you had a role in it right so to summarize the thing to keep in mind the most in conflict remember that there's no blame no blame go into every disagreement and say to yourself i am not going to blame anyone here this is an uh, this is a thing that happened to two people in this moment in time it's a fact it happened it doesn't have to have blame be brave enough to have the courage to own your part be accountable hold yourself accountable It feels really good. Not right away, like I said. It's hard to do. But hold yourself accountable for the part that you contributed. And then finally, the willingness to change. We all get really nice and dug in. (laughs) Talk about your heels dug in. Like when I think of that expression, it's like literally that's what it seems like. You just dig in and you're like, oh, here we go again. I'm going to buckle my belt. I'm going to strap on this uh, secure security and I'm just going to stay firm and fixed. I'm digging into my whole feeling, my opinion, my my prediction, my all my excuses, all my bullshit. I already know what's going to happen. I'm going to dig in. No, you're not. Why are you going to dig in? You're going to be on the other side of this tomorrow. And guess what? You had another argument. You probably said words or things that you regret. And guess what? It didn't really get fixed. So 
it takes a lot of courage. It takes dropping the guard, right? It takes owning your own shit, your own part of it. But nobody really wants to live in this state of conflict. I am a, I hate conflict. So for me, this is, this is very near and dear to me because my style is to just hold it in and decide that peace is more important than conflict. So I, I do a little bit of both of those. I hold it in. That means I avoid it. And then I just decide that it will get better if I just literally remove myself from the situation and let time pass and heal it. Again, how, how idiotic. How idiotic is that? What's going to change tomorrow? What is going to happen the next time this thing is trigger, triggered? Anything? Nothing. Same thing. Same shit's going to happen. And then I'm going to avoid it. And then I'm going to walk outside. And then the same. Why do you want to live like that? Identify what's going on. Be committed. Be accountable. Be brave enough to say, I want to do this. I'm committed to do this right. I'm not going to blame anyone. I'm going to own my own part. And I'm willing to change. I'm not perfect. I'm willing to change. And I think that we should both be willing to change. But again, that's their deal. That's not your deal. you got to be willing to change. Because even if you change 50% of the situation, you will change 100% of the situation. If you change your entire response to the argument, the argument is a different argument now. And you didn't even have to consult anybody. You just changed your part. So then it became something completely different. And maybe it got a lot better. And so just imagine if you can bring that forward and say, look, we have this pattern that we do, and I really want to own my part. So I am committed to not do that again. I don't want to blame that on you. So I'm taking this new approach to really listen and to do a better job. And Believe me, that will inspire that other person to do the same because you're willing to put in some work. You're not trying to change them. You're willing to put in work on yourself. Stay on your side of the road. And these conflicts will just start to become fewer and far between. It takes time. It takes time because we love our own conflict pattern. That's the thing about it. We always have conflict in the same way. And if you notice, especially you get to midlife, this is how we argue. This is the way. This is the MO. This is what I do. My sister knows exactly how I handle any kind of conflict. She knows. She knows I hold it in. She knows I start holding my breath. Not holding like literally, but like short breaths. I remove myself from the situation. I detach. I just like crawl into my corner and just like let time pass. And then I'm like, fine, like, I think I'm fine the next day. And then boom, something will happen a week, two, two weeks later, something will come up. And it's like, shit, here this is again. Well, of course, here it is again. You didn't identify what was happening. You had to, whatever you did, whether you just blamed it on somebody else, whether you weren't listening in the first place and you just decided it, you know, it was hurtful and you just like went in your corner and licked your wounds, whatever it is. So the people that you love that are closest to you, they know your pattern. 
and you know theirs. But guess what? You can only change yours. And changing yours might change the whole situation. So I hope that helps you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you next time. (laughs) 